Jameson. Bit of piano to kick us off here on Footy and Frothies. Uh, very excited this evening, Daggy, Ollie, and Barney with you to be joined by uh, Michael Block, uh, freelance journo, former freelance journo, I suppose, uh, big league writer, Fox League employee, telly, has some stuff in a telly in Australia along the way, nrl.com, and now with the West Tigers as his digital content producer. What would your title be there? Yeah, that's it, mate. Just all-round media guy, mate. All-round media I've guy. I've gone from journo to clubland and uh, loving life at the moment. And how good's this? Uh, a few bevies talking footy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, pleasure. Um, so I thought we'd just have a bit of a, a quick chat before we get into our regular program about your journey into rugby league. Um, we had chatted to Alan Whitaker last night about growing up in Penrith as a rugby league town. You have you did the same. Follow the Panthers. Now work for the Tigers. Uh, take us back to, I guess, you, you, where the love of footy started. Yeah, that's right, mate. Well... I can't believe I'm saying this, but it actually started with Marcus Bai in 1998. Yeah. Uh, a, mate wow. at, a mate at school was wearing a Marcus Bai jersey, number five on the back. <laughs> and I didn't know too much about footy, but he got me into it. So, yeah, Marcus Bai was the guy that got me into watching footy. Uh, the next year they won the comp, actually on my birthday, <laughs> nice. September 26, 99, the, the big comeback against St. George Illawarra. Uh, so, yeah, that's where it started. Um, and then from there... My dad told me that if I wasn't a Panthers fan, he would not ever buy me a ticket to the football. So suddenly <laughs> I, uh, I changed. So I became a Penrith fan, and that's where the journey began. Uh, and that was, I guess, good timing because, what, three years later, won another comp? Yeah. So exactly. how was 03? Where, where would you have been? Year... Year six at school. Six? I'd have been year 12, which is where we prob- probably first crossed paths when you took the... The big wicket now to 16's two's <laughs> grand final. Dismissed. Two years later. Mitch, was it Michael Hartley? Yeah, Michael Hartley. Uh, Mitchell Hartley. Mitchell Hartley. Yeah, Mitchell Hartley. Yeah, who um, went on to bigger and better things, I hear. So, um, that was my greatest achievement that year, getting the coach's award from Daggy himself. So, uh, <laughs> Last time I got emotional about anything. Yeah, um, we'll never forget that, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so from there, so yeah, you're 03, where were you and what do you remember of that? Yeah, so the funny thing about that game, or that year actually, was I think I went to basically every game all season. Uh, oh, so dad bought the tickets? Yeah, dad bought the tickets, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, we actually, yeah. No, nah, my dad's a bit of a tight ass actually. So we, uh, we got the junior league passes. Ah, yeah. So just yeah. free ones, <laughs> passing through the fence. Get, get Weren't they the greatest things ever? Because I had them in, did you have them in high school? Yeah, yeah. I had them in high school yeah, as well. School. And you can get, you'd get free entry anywhere. A train ticket was a dollar. There it is. These ones, I've just <laughs> oh, pulled one out of my wallet. If you, if you need any any oh, time, can help you out. Done. Mate. All right. Yep. Yeah, please. Um, and then if you under a student pass, you'd get on the train to anywhere for a dollar twenty or something, and off you went. So yeah, best day. Great out. times. Yeah. So that year, uh, yeah, I'd basically been to every game, uh, supported the boys, emotional roller coaster all year. Went to the prelim against the Warriors at Stadium Australia. One of the great days. Mm. Made the grand final. Then for some reason, the family wanted to watch the grand final at home. So, <laughs> uh, so I wasn't very happy about that one. Uh, but I just remember watching on the lounge, just absolutely loving that day. Scotty Sattler taking that tackle. Joey Nullivar just having an absolute blinder. Marty Lang running hard. It was yeah. just a great night of footy. One of the best grand finals. There's something special about watching your fam- watching it with your family. Um, obviously, the first time. I think it was the, only, the first time I ever seen my father cry was 05. Yeah, old man's um, a Penrith so supporter. He had a pretty good dig yeah. that day. It was a <laughs> it yeah. was a good day at the Harvey House. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I was there when Barney with Barney when um, Sharks won his first comp. I got to see him cry as well. So. And I'm sure yeah. you guys no, will be there no when the Titans win their first comp in about yeah. 50 years. Uh, they'll get there, mate. There was a lot of panic for the last couple of minutes, but there was no tears. So um, from there, you got into journalism. So you study journalism, is that right? Yeah, so I went to Macquarie Uni, did a Bachelor of Arts in Media, majored in journalism. Um, yeah, so basically I learned nothing over those three years. <laughs> so I learned how to drink, I learned how to party, uh, not too much about rugby league journalism, uh, but along the way I did a bit of work experience, um, volunteered, did a bit of writing myself, and kind of from there, that's where it all took off. Uh, but yeah, the degree didn't have much to do with it, but it's pretty cool to have a piece of paper. Well, of yeah. course. You know what, Block? You're one of the first rugby league journalists I've met that's actually been to uni. Sure, yeah. yeah. Many haven't. I'm, I'm currently in uni and I'm thinking, well, all, all these people are talking about how they didn't go to uni and they went through other avenues. I guess what I want to know is you talked about you didn't learn much. Um, do you regret going to uni at all? Like, did it actually help you in any way? It's hard to say because yeah. I feel like I didn't learn too much about journalism and sports media at all, but every interview I've been to, they've asked if That's I've got a help got on a, the resume. Yeah, yeah, if I've got a degree. No one's ever seen it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never had to show proof. So maybe just say that you have one. <laughs> oh, I'll just write that down. Lie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so where did your first door open in, in footies, Pylons? Did you write anything else before that or...? So my first big opportunity was at Fox Sports, so working for the news channel at that time, Channel 513. We had the saying, if in doubt, 513. Uh, suddenly then it moved to Channel 500. So I did a little bit of work experience for them, uh, just doing a little bit of writing. Uh, you know, like the ticker at the bottom of the screen that, yeah. that runs yeah, across yeah. the bottom? So I started writing out just those little lines, those... Headline grabs. Yeah, yeah, sentence lines, and then developed a little bit more writing some news scripts, uh, cutting up some video highlights and just things like that. Um, so, yeah, so that was my first real sport opportunity. Uh, and it also came after I'd worked at the Sydney Cricket Ground from the end of high school and then throughout uni. So I did a bit of media operations work with them as well, working in the press box, setting things up, a um, bit of social media for the SCG and state, uh, well, what was it called then? Aussie Stadium, yeah. and then Sydney Football Stadium and Allianz, whatever. And now it's knocked down <laughs> and getting rebuilt. Yeah, now it's a hole. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I did a bit of work for them as well before moving over to Fox. And, yeah, that was my first break then. And from there it was big league, was it? Yeah, so I worked for them for about three years. Uh, and then I thought, why not? Let's, uh, let's move over into more of a writing role. So I went from working for a TV channel to then working for a print organisation. Uh, and th the main reason about moving across was rugby league. Like, I love NRL, I love all things footy, and it was a job that it was 100% rugby league. It was going to games, it was writing match reports, it was writing articles, uh, all the fun stuff. So, yeah, worked, worked for big league. I was there for nearly five years. Absolutely loved it. How's the big league set up? Is it a good little crew, was it? Or? Yeah, so we had three journos. A sub-editor, an editor, art, art designer, marketing guy. Uh, it, it was a great opportunity. Uh, pay wasn't amazing, but it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. if you love life, who cares? Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, I love doing that. Best job in the world. Um, but, yeah, sadly... Ollie probably in. wouldn't remember, because going back to my high school days, 
we used to pick up the big league on a Wednesday just to no, get the I teams. Used to get, I used to yeah, read the little now league. Now it's all in NRL. The little league. Yeah. The little league. That's what pull I used to read growing yeah. up. Yeah, so they originally they had the little league as a pull-out that, that you'd grab, but yeah. then uh, when budget dropped a little bit, they just made it a couple pages. I remember <laughs> I, um, I used to draw pictures of just different players trying to get into that. They had that section where it, they, they put your pictures on display every week. Never got on it. Oh, I could have hooked you up, no. mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky. Um, did you learn much through there, or was it just uh, you just came in, did your best? and I learned so much there. Uh, to tell you the truth, I wasn't a great writer growing up. Uh, my English scores weren't amazing in high school. Uh, so I, I basically learned how to write a really good article and feature stories there, which is yeah. funny because I had the job as an NRL journalist yeah. and I was learning how to write. Who helped uh, you with that? Anyone you want to share oh, out to? Or? No, well, my Just editor, Maria Cialis, was really good about that. It was kind of, you know, your rugby league so much. Uh, you're a pretty good writer. Like I, I'm, I kind of bagged myself a bit there. But just like, yeah, the finer things that she helped me with and, um, yeah, I appreciated that a lot. It was a good opportunity to learn, even to learn how to do an interview with a player. Yeah. At first, that was a nerve-wracking experience to have a star player right in front of you. Like the first time I interviewed Jonathan Thurston, yeah. I was absolutely shitting myself <laughs> and didn't know what to do. But by the end of it, it after a year or so, it was just second nature and yeah, not an issue. So I learned so much there and, and um, yeah, so many skills about life as well. Yeah, was there a um? Is it hard being a journey because having to hit say fifteen hundred words or two thousand words, and you've got to pillow out two hundred and ten of them just because? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you about my first feature article when I started a big league. It was oh, forget the year, maybe twenty fifteen, took twenty sixteen round one Eels v Broncos at the old Pertech, and uh, I was told go get a Cody Nicarima story, feature story, thousand word feature. Cody Nicarima gave me about well, 35 seconds worth of quotes <laughs> and now write a thousand word feature from there uh, and I was on Struggle Street. Uh, yeah. So to back it up I, I thought I'll interview Anthony Milford as well get a bit more content. He gave me about 15 seconds worth of quotes. Uh, so yeah, so to pat it out, it, it was a bit hard there but eventually you just get, you learn how to yeah. do it and just we talk talked, shit. Um, and feel free to jump in boys by the way if you need to or, or feel the need Ollie um, on your way up but uh, we talked last. Oh, we t- speaking to Alan Whitaker, who's a, who writes, I guess, more long form stuff and, and books in relation to rugby league. And he sp- he spoke about there being a, a way rugby league is written, and it seems a traditional way. Is that something you felt as well, or there's a cadence to rugby league that you don't want to present it as this big high end product? It is what it is. It's um, a certain pattern that rugby league follows when you write about it. Have you found that, or you just tend to write how you write, and it is what it is? I just write. I just Don't write it as a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> he's he's probably a bit more in depth there about it. At the end of the day, it's footy's evolving. Uh, the whole media landscape's evolving. The game's evolving. You just have to take it as it comes. Yeah. Uh, generally, with your player interviews, you did it quite a few. Player you, interviews. Yeah. Oh, so many. So no, many. I've yeah. lost count. Every week there would have been ten different interviews, and I. Did it for over five years. So, oh, nice. who was your first starstruck? Was that Thurston or was it? Um, well, that first day that, oh, actually, my first day on the job was Matt Moylan at Penrith, and as a big Penrith fan, and Matty Moylan was this was going to be the hero of Penrith. Like the the raps about him was huge, <laughs> uh, and the 
Sorry, sorry, straight away. And uh, he's going better this year than last year. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing yeah. all right. And I just remember to be polite. So I had my microphone recorder, and just to be polite, I said, "Do you mind if I record it, mate?" And he looked at me and said. Of course, mate. Well, like, how are you? Make the bloody quotes up. Uh, so I think that was the first time I thought, oh, what am I doing here? Uh, what, do you have a little Zoom recorder? or? A- uh, so I probably should have just used my phone. The phone's the best way to do yeah. it. And that's how I do it now. And every journal uses their phone. But I had just a little uh, tape. Oh, tape deck it, thing. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't even tape. It was a digital thing that I got from JB. Um, mm. The funny thing about that, actually. So the week before I started at Big Leg, my boss said, go get yourself a, a recorder to get to do your interviews. So I went to JB Hi-Fi, and he was the one at Rouse Hill. And as I was shopping, uh, the girl from JB said, so why are you buying this? Like, no one buys these things anymore. <laughs> I said, oh, I've just got a job, and I'm talking it up. I've got a job as an NRL journalist at Big League. I look across my shoulder and uh, Brad Arthur's there, the <laughs> English coach. And I'm so embarrassed because he's like, what the hell is this guy, this kid on about? Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I did. As a general rule, how did you find the interviews? Were most players pretty forthcoming or was it yeah, pretty difficult? Yeah, most are pretty good. Um, Who's big league, Jeff? Is anyone brush you? Oh, many. <laughs> many. Well, now that I work with the Tigers, and they're all good boys at the Tigers, yeah. but... I got brushed by Dane Laurie the other day after the game. He, he was just a bit disappointed and, and didn't want to have a chat. Uh, yeah, many have brushed me, but at the end of the day, when I was working for Big League, they were the good guys. So if I, if it was I'm working for the Daily Telegraph, it yeah, could well, be, yeah. Uh, maybe not. A lot yeah. of it was yeah, positive stuff coming yeah. out of Big yeah. League. Yeah, yeah, so mainly they wanted to do it. Uh, there'd be a hundred names I could tell you that have brushed me, though. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you do interview players, and this is a question that we asked Alan last night where do you find that line between casual conversation I guess and treating them like a sort of a celebrity or a star athlete because I guess you can't go too far either way you can't treat them too casually but then again you can't treat them like they're god for example so where do you find that fine line with most players I guess like how do you act towards players yeah now that's a great question mate um I feel like it has a lot to do with the player and how much yep. they're willing to open up as well. Yep. So you start a bit casual, give them a bit of a softball question just to, to get things going. And it, it depends on what they do and how they react to the question. Because uh, sometimes the best interviews are when you start talking about their personal life and what they do away from football. That's what people want to read about. Yep. Um, they're the, the pretty cool features that you can get. But sometimes a player doesn't want to open up about a personal issue. Yeah. They just want to talk footy sometimes. So it all depends on the player and whether they're willing to do it. Sometimes it's also important to have a bit of a chat before the interview just yeah. to see if they're willing to talk about a certain topic um, and sometimes it just get in there and see what happens. Is there a, an element of once you've done it for three or four years and it's just, oh, there's blocky. Yeah, yeah. mate. How are you, mate? Yeah, once so they know you a little bit, it definitely helps out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, so from there... How'd, how was the wrapping up of Big League? Were you just told one day and that was it? How'd that come about? Yeah, it was pretty rough, actually. So when COVID first hit, we were told um, we're probably not going to work for a little bit just because there's no football yeah. um, to write about. So they said, just take a bit of annual leave um, and see what happens and go from there. Uh, so I'd been working for the Daily Telegraph a little bit just before that, which was great. More, more experience. Um, got to get do some good stories in the newspaper there. So I was still doing a little bit of work for them, which kept the income going a little bit. And how that cross That was just freelance? That just uh, crossed over? So how that worked was uh, 
so both companies, Big League and Daily Telegraph, are News Corp. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're in the same office. So the, the telejourno sat 20 metres from my desk. Yeah. So it was just, um, yeah, they approached me and, and said, want to do a little bit of freelance work for them. So sometimes I was able to work for both Big League and the Telegraph at the same game, um, just because, yeah, okay. yeah the, the different deadlines and things like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, back to COVID. So then basically they said, we're just going to sit out for a little bit and see what happens. Um, through the whole like stand-down process, they were very confident that Big League was going to come back, um, which was great. It's a 100-year-old magazine. Yep. And then I remember the day the Warriors flew into Tamworth and it was that exciting, the season's coming back. Like This is so exciting. And we had a meeting the next day to discuss how we're going to restart Big League. And we were all excited. We are all a bit chirpy. Even the editor of Big League was like, this is going to be great. We can't wait. And then her boss got on the Zoom chat. And, yeah, bad news. You're all redundant. Big League shutting down for the year. It may come back next year, which is now this year, and yeah. it has not come back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that it was a bit of an abrupt ending there. And, um, yeah, so we just basically kicked out there. Big League's done. Uh, fortunately, I still got to do a bit of work for the telly after that, uh, just for the rest of the year, uh, before picking up work with West Tigers this year. And and obviously, you know, in personal terms, that was not great timing with um, a pregnant pregnant wife and all the rest of it at home. Well, yeah, we got through the, it all right. Or? Yeah, we got through it all right. The funny thing about it, it, I'm I'm trying to get my maths correct here, but I think it was after I was made redundant, we did start trying. Yeah, it was one of those like I've got nothing. congratulations. <laughs> so, it, it was no, it was kind of like. I've worked so hard for my career and making money and, and stuff like that. And after being Might made... Put re- one out now, you? Yeah, the, honestly, it was, it was a little bit like that. It was like, uh, we couldn't, I couldn't care less anymore. What do I, I like, do now? <laughs> it was, yeah, what, what's the new challenge in life? Uh, so, Why not, baby? Yeah, exactly. Bedroom, man. That's um, good to hear that you landed on your feet, man. But that would have been yeah, a pretty tough time. Yeah, it was a little bit it. tough. Um, I also, to make a bit of income, uh, because I was only working freelance for The Telegraph, not a full-time income, I actually, and, and a few of my mates had a good laugh at me, but I worked as a lifeguard over the summer, <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. just to make a little bit of extra money. Yeah, uh, Bay watched it for a little bit. <laughs> uh, didn't really enjoy that, to tell you the truth. Too much uh, of a perv? Yeah, a little bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, the, the perv in yeah, general, yeah, sorry. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I meant as well, mate. Um, well, let's, let's uh, skip forward then. Yeah. How's dad life treating you? Yeah, dad life's great, mate. Honestly, having a kid is, and as you would know, it's the best thing. It, yeah. It's amazing to be a father. Uh, yeah, I put it off for years. Said we'll wait for another year, five more years. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I'm a father right now. And so yeah, I've got a little girl, six weeks old, called Rosie. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, she's the love of my life at the moment. Yeah, and I did. I think when we first sort of reconnected, the first thing I said was, "You'll be a great dad," and, and I meant that. And I I'm very that. happy for you. Um, how many more coming? Four, five, six? <laughs> uh, maybe not that many. I'm one of four, and I think that's too many. Uh, Correct. Two or three. Yeah, three is a good number. Um, all right, and let's get to, I guess, where you are now at the Tigers. How's the new role been? Um, you enjoying it? I'm, I'm it enjoying it, mate. It's, it's been a thrill this year. It, just crossing over from a journalist to working in Clubland, it's been a bit of a different transition. Um, lots of new challenges, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It's kind of cool. Even though the plays are good with journalists and they're always good with me, it's so different working with them. Like essentially, it's a tighter bond. Yeah, yeah there is a hundred percent. Like I'm one of their colleagues. Essentially, like yeah. we get paid by the, the same person and we've got the same goal. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I enjoy that aspect. Uh, I like being around the camp and the group. Uh, and honestly, and you there all week? You, you yeah, so based out of where it be based out of the back of Leichhardt there. Yeah, or? so we're at Concord. Yep. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're currently building a seventy-five million dollar center of excellence that will be ready next year, uh, which will be exciting. We've got a, a brand new media studio and um, in Concord. Uh, yeah, so that's at Concord Oval. Yeah. So yeah. they've demolished Concord Oval and, mm-hmm. and building there. So to put that into perspective, it's three times uh, the price of the one Penrith put up. Wow. And the, the Penrith one is pretty Who's good. funding that, West? Uh, no, the club's absolutely grants. zero dollars. Uh, yeah. okay, so it's cool. grants between the federal government, the state government, uh, and the council as well. So Unreal. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about the Tigers a bit. It's funny because the first time I saw you pop up in a Tigers thing this year, um, yeah. knowing you had the gig, you were walking into the pub with uh, Tamo and Jimmy the Jets. Yeah. Uh, there, there's Forrest in the background popping his head up. Um, <laughs> you could explain Forrest. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I used to call used to call Blocky Forrest Gump because you just used to just tangle with everybody. You just if you made a, mo- a movie of Blocky's life, it would be Forrest Gump. Like just every famous <laughs> person you imagine. Oh, oh, I just had. Oh, I woke up and had ex Benedict with Michael Clark this morning. We're talking about what? How'd you do that? I don't know. Just did. That's what his <laughs> life's been like. So yeah, I'm like, I just fall on my feet. <laughs> so, um, but the first video, there just happened to be something about. I think they're wearing tra- high yeah. beers or something. So yeah, they're in the tree. So, yeah. so the and there's Blocky in the background. So there he is. <laughs> we'd just been to a mine that day for a promotion. Uh, so and they were wearing like the full gear, like the mining gear, their high vis. Uh, they had had helmets on. They'd taken them off, and uh, they just walked. It wasn't the pub. It was actually an indigenous community centre. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a pub. Double <laughs> doors. Close, mate. Whatever. Okay. Close. Um, Fair enough. So they just walked in, uh, and they weren't meant to be wearing that. They okay. they should have put their club polos on. Uh, they got a little talking to after. From you? Um, <laughs> uh, let's not go there. Uh, so, yeah, and I was just in the back of the shot and, uh, yeah, a few people had a good laugh at me about that one. Uh, the club itself, how how's the morale around the club? How's this year, you being in it, how has it felt? Uh, is there a, an air of, hey, we're on the verge of something, is it? Yeah, yeah, I've come into the club at a really good time. I, I know the Tigers have been saying this for a long time, uh, but they genuinely believe it and I genuinely believe it that good times are to come. Uh, they did, And they all admit that there have been some rough years, some poor management, some bad decisions, uh, but now it's exciting. Like They've got some fresh players. Maggie's doing some really cool things with the players and, and building a squad there. Uh, they've got their finances right. Um, pay, yeah, players want to go there, especially because of the new centre of excellence next year. So I think there's an optimistic feel around the club. So as, the thing about it... The, the club have so many fans. Like yeah. so many people go for West Tigers. If they can get any success, I think the, still the, the highest be... selling jersey of all time is 05. Yeah, the 05 Grand Final shirt jersey. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. 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 you still at see least them. was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you go being the voice of the club? Basically, how much do you have to park your Penrith at the door? Do you being part of a culture then take on a bit of hey look? Yeah, of course. This is somewhere I want to be now. Yeah, of course. At first, I was really interested in how that was going to develop. Being uh, like, I've been a Penrith fan for twenty years of my life. Mm. How can you just change teams? And I guess that would develop the the longer I'm at the club as well, and we'll see what happens there. Um, But it's pretty cool to have a team that I can enjoy and just sit back and watch and and have fun. 
but then there's the team that's it's business and this is something to be a part of yeah. and it is pre- pretty cool being a part of, of a club that you can yeah if they have success you're also having success yourself and yeah being a part of it so uh, I'll always support Penrith because you just can't change yeah. like yeah. Um, but in saying that if if it was West Tigers and Penrith in the grand final uh, it'd be a very tough decision yeah and um well, a quick couple, just last thing on Tigers. Uh, I think you were there, you would have watched the reserve grade on the weekend. Obviously, that, that was broadcast. It was the first time a lot of fans got to watch it. The young blokes there. Um, so, Jock Madden looks like he potential all over him. Uh, young Simpkins potential over him. What is your takeaways and what's the confidence around the club from those sort of guys? And and then, uh, I guess, your, your Joey Lewis of the world, where are they at? Um, yeah, what can you talk about in relation to that? Yeah. This is a personal um, comment, not not of the club. Yeah, I'm we not should clarify that. Yeah, I'm, not ma- I'm not yeah. making any club statement. Yeah. Um, Jake Simpkin is a gun, yeah. and I love watching him train. I love watching him play reserve grade. He's scored five tries in four games, and he looks the goods. He's played represent- representative footy his whole life uh, through the grades, and it's only a matter of time until he's in the first grade team. I'm not saying this year. Like he yeah, has, yeah, been, yeah. has been named in the squad this week. Um but he'll get his chance eventually. Uh, Jacob Little is going great guns this year, yeah. and there's no reason for him not to be in the side because he's an absolute gun. 100%. Uh, but Jake Simpkin one day will be a, a very good first grader. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, in terms of Jock, Jock's a great bloke. Jock from Scone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolute legend. Scored two tries on the weekend. Um He may get his chance soon as well. He's an exciting player to look out for. Uh, Joey Leilua... He's been really cool since going back to reserve grade. He's just enjoying his footy, and um, I guess we'll see what happens with him. Uh, any other questions? No, not, not really. Just um, where, whereabouts do you fit? As you said, you're a big cog in the machine with the social media. What Do you have like a day-to-day job that's basically yeah. yours to look after? Yes, yeah, so at the moment, my main role is looking after the content that's on the website and social media. Uh, so... Yeah, if you go to westtigers.com.au or the socials, most of that is mine. We've got a team of, of a few of us that all help out and chip in. Uh, so it's mainly doing that as well as, um, yeah, just helping out. With do you do the Photoshop and uh, yeah, that sort of stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, like yeah. I'm not great at Photoshop and we do have a graphic designer. Oh, so you just, you'll send through whatever. And, yeah, yeah, they'll mainly do it. But you chip in wherever you can. Yeah. Do you have to moderate that stuff? A little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be <laughs> after, that after a bad loss occasionally, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then just yeah, helping out wherever I can. So uh, we have external media, so all the journos come out. So even this morning we had a, a media day at Coogee. So we had... Uh, setting up for all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so setting yeah, up yeah. The, the backdrop for that and making sure the, um, the, yeah, the, the journos are happy, the players are happy. Um, so that's not my, my main role. You, the, the, we do have a media manager that does all that stuff, uh, but I help out where I can. in everywhere. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, the modern game, so something you're throwing out about it, the, the changes this year, just as a, as a journo and as someone who's covered it for going on a few years now, how do you enjoy the modern game? How would you make of the changes of the, the haves and have-nots that seem to be more prominent? How are you enjoying it all? If I take off my media hat uh, as a fan, I absolutely love it. I think it's so good for the game. Yeah. Um, it's so fun to watch. It's, it's awesome. Uh, in terms of player health and safety, I'm not too sure. I don't know if they correlate. Um, I I think someone smarter than me has to work that one out. Uh, If they do work out that players are getting injured because of the new rules, they'll have to look at that. But as a fan, it's pretty cool to watch. What do you you think? 
Agree. Yeah, yeah we're sort of praised we it. All, I think we all like it. the way it's moving. So, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see it go too far further. Um, I don't think it can really. No, I think they've got. I don't want, and I don't like the sort of knee-jerk reactions of Valandi sometimes, where it's like he. Yeah. It feels like, and I said this to Alan last night, it feels like sometimes you watch an episode of 360, you go, oh, we better fix this tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. there's a new rule, and it's going, oh, why? Well, yeah. Well, even this week... The HIA stuff. And yeah, yeah. And, and the talk uh, about there's three really crap teams at the moment. Yeah. So let's... Uh, we need to bring back a draft, or, or bring in a draft. Yeah, We've got to bring in the under-20s. Yeah. We've got to not have an extra team. It's, it's round four. Like, yeah. Yeah. calm down, everyone. And like, every year there's smashing. The more I've thought about it, the more I think that is very much a case of have a look in the mirror. Um, there's boards run by people who aren't necessarily... Don't probably watch less league than all of us. Um, probably a lot of them businessmen or whatever don't actually watch any Children league. Probably don't watch um, that at all. instant results, so they're not happy to sit there for four years and go, hey, the only way we're going to fix this is in five years' time. Uh, and the proof's been to put him with Gus coming in and doing what he did here, uh, that sort of thing. And um, the state, uh, there was a statement Manly put out the other day. One of the board members basically said, no, our roster was... We all thought our roster was tremendous, so they yeah. don't see any fault of their own. The more I think about, it, the more like you can put all the checks and balances and drafts and under twenties comps and everything else in. You're still going to have peanuts running some clubs, and until that <laughs> changes, um, I don't think the the pro- those clubs will be any better. To be honest well, with you, I'm not sure mm-hmm. under twenties really helps at all. To I be honest, considering that basically it was touch football when it was in, yeah. and the biggest comments coming out of under twenties was why are we playing games where it's fifty versus forty five? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and it, yeah, it gets a few more eyes on the younger kids. You get a few more kids that get a, a, get looked at, but the, does that really help with dispersing the talent around? And like, I think the reserve grade set up the one, the one two three games that they've got going now is probably the way to stick to. To be honest, yeah, I, I can't see under twenties doing anything. It's yeah. also only been four years since we got rid of the under twenties concept. So why are we all of a sudden? jumping back, you know what I mean? They were pretty firm. Well, as someone pointed out, Dave, yeah. for some reason on one of the posts, um, the last under-20s champions were Manly, and that hasn't exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. solved anything this year, has it? Good shot. Uh, back to the rules, though. There yeah. are three, if I was the boss, I would like to look at. Yeah. Uh, I hate the, if you kick it, oh no, if you drop it over the line and it's a 20 restart, seven tackle set, mm-hmm. I don't love that. Or okay. even if you kick it short and dribbles out or something. I like They brought it in because... Teams were kicking dead on purpose. Yeah, don't like that one. I don't like how teams are giving away the uh, six to go on first tackle on purpose. Yeah, teams are doing that. Uh, and the other one is, I think we've got to be careful about getting rid of all the scrums because yeah. we're going to miss out on some pretty cool scrum plays. Yeah, I really dislike the um, the kick into touch scrum because it hasn't sped anything up. They're mm. walking to the fucking play the ball anyway, yeah. so it's yeah. not any quicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, as you said, you you miss out. You've got a whole line there coming off your own ten rather than having a bit of broken field on either side. That's right. Um, I don't mind the the six the um, seven tackle sets for kicking dead, but yeah, no, I, I don't mind that. I just find it's harsh if a play go and, and stretches out to that score. That one that goes that extra bounce or yeah, 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 yeah. I just there's no, one there's a couple actually in the Tigers game where uh, just dribbles if it bounces one way it, it's a forty twenty it went the other way and was yeah, yeah it's a couple a of centimeters yeah, away from being a set, try so. and it just dribbles out of the arms yeah yeah, yeah. I can get that yeah. um any. I guess any advice for aspiring young journos like young Oliver here that might want to follow a similar path? Is it just right? Is it have a crack? You know, is it yeah, just back yourself. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Just have a go. Just ask ask anyone what free work can you do. Like I know that doesn't sound great, but just do it. Get like, your name just, out. Just there. get out there. Like and, and you're doing it, Ollie, with with all your Facebook stuff and. 
Well, I'm lucky enough to be actually getting paid to write by perfect. shout out to everything rugby league. So I'm perfect. Well, you're one yeah. step ahead of most Many aspiring people. journos, so that's a great start. Um, yeah, uh, just give it a go and uh, yeah, just ask people. Cool. Anything you want to finish on? Uh, or we should we wrap uh, up and uh, get into our, our weekly show? Yeah, I, I think I'll mention this with Johnny when he uh, arrives yep. for the weekly show. But I was promised a hat for... You were promised a hat. <laughs> and as soon as Ollie walked in, um, I went... Dougie, Dougie's <laughs> fucking <laughs> You'll get hats. Yeah, was, I'll make sure you get hats. I, I, There'll I be hats next week. I rocked up Gump to... Gump's uh, I rocked up to do this podcast. Here's promised your hat. So hat. it looks like this, but I just don't have it. Mate, oh. And that one smells like Ollie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, But Ollie. it'll be one of them. You'll get... I promise you there are in stock. Um, Dougie and, and Ollie's glory. They'll be sitting in a uh, box in the back room somewhere. Get your plugs in. So where can we find you on your socials if you want people to find you on social? No, don't find me on my socials. West Tigers. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Michael Block, no C there, 26. Beautiful. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us some time today. And we might have some fun and get into the, our weekly show after this, Blocky, and um, stick around. Get piano on the way out too.